2: 77
3: W.A.B.C. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. Hunter Biden. Let's go ahead and open the phone lines right now. 800-848-W.A.B.C. 800-848-9222. It surely looks like. The fix was in. It looked like the fix was in until the judge said, I think not. Biden was expected to plead guilty, Hunter Biden, to two misdemeanor tax counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax as part of a plea deal to avoid jail time on a Felony gun charge. That's one of the topics, the dominant topic we're going to deal with this morning. One of the other issues, cop killers. I cannot be any clearer than this. Cop killers should never, ever get parole. One of the four men who gunned down rookie NYPD officer Edward Byrne, more than 35 years ago, has been granted parole. Eddie Byrne was 22 years old, a rookie. What about Byrne and his family? This man will be released next month. And a story that we dealt with last night, uh, there is a follow-up. An Ohio Police Department has fired an officer who released his police dog on a surrendering truck driver even after state troopers told the local officer to hold the dog back. The firing comes one day after the officer was put on paid administrative leave. But Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, this is disgusting. As what we learned at that federal courthouse in Delaware, Hunter Biden, at least if you believe the interpretation of his lawyer, was minutes away from blanket immunity. Only one big problem. Only one big problem. As the hearing, and and if you folks listen to WABC while this all went down, I happened to be on the air live and the details were starting to come in slowly that something was going terribly wrong in the courtroom as we monitored the proceedings, that the deal was blowing up. And sure enough, it does appear to be that way, at least for the uh, next month. So the judge, as the hearing reached its conclusion, pressed lawyers on both sides several times about whether she was merely there to rubber stamp the agreement. The prosecutor said, we're not asking the court to rubber stamp anything. The judge she shot back. Well, it certainly seems that way. The judge ultimately deciding neither side. She nor the parties were in a position to move forward. Giving the lawyers 30 days to resubmit the deal with clearer language. It's disgusting. It really is. The judge said these agreements are not straightforward and they contain some atypical provisions. Telling the lawyers for each side, I think having you guys talk more makes sense. Then to Hunter Biden. And I'm quoting the judge here. She said, without me saying I'll agree to the plea plea agreement, how do you plead? Not guilty, Your Honor. The first son responded. Now, keep in mind, he arrived in court in Delaware, a six-vehicle caravan, Secret Service uh, caravan, six vehicles. That's how Hunter Biden arrived in court. A little bit of a, a... personal take on this, as someone who has covered the federal courts, I have watched the Justice Department. I often have said, if the feds come at you, you really should just try and cut a plea bargain. And that's that. Don't even waste your time going to trial. Because when the feds come, typically, they come hard, they come strong with a take no prisoners approach, destroying defendants, ruining lives. Yet, Hunter Biden, if you believe his lawyer, almost had blanket immunity. Only one big problem. The judge was not in on it. So they have a follow-up court date for August 25th. And, you know, what we were expecting, uh, surely what I was expecting to report live on the air as this was happening, filling in for Brian Kilmeade, was that the judge was expected, so much for expectations, to quickly sign off on the Biden Justice Department's deal with Hunter. Instead, the proceedings began to break down about 90 minutes Into the three hour hearing. And again, when it was all said and done, Hunter Biden entered a plea of not guilty. I'm about to start with your telephone calls in just a moment. In just a moment. But the judge asked the assistant U.S. Attorney Leo Weiss if there was an ongoing criminal investigation involving Hunter. The judge was prepared, by the way, appointed by Trump. And Weiss responded yes and added that if the First Son's defense team thought otherwise, then there's no deal. Hunter's lawyer responded, as far as I'm concerned, the plea agreement is null and void. The courtroom was stunned. Some journalists rushed out of the breaking news. And so the deal fell apart on on two key points here. Whether Hunter Biden could face additional future charges. Whether Hunter Biden could face additional charges. Let's see here. Such as, for example, allegedly working as an unregistered foreign agent. How about that? And so there's the issue of the two misdemeanor counts of failure to pay taxes, right? And then there's the felony charge of possessing a weapon while addicted to a control substance. In the first son's case, crack cocaine. And under the terms of the unusual agreement, Hunter would only receive two years of probation on the gun charge rather than prison time. Another quote is important. I see your phone calls. We're going to get to them right now. The judge also expressed uh, skepticism of the first deal Asking at one point, have you ever seen a diversion agreement that is so broad that it encompasses crimes in another case? And when the judge asked the prosecutor about whether he knew of any precedent for such a deal, the prosecutor replied, no, your honor. So, in other words, what the judge was really saying is. I'm aware I'm aware what this thing is calling for, and it doesn't pass the smell test. doesn't pass the smell test in my courtroom. I'm going to give you guys a way out, go back, regroup, re rework this, and then come back to me in 30 days. But in the meantime, I want you to think about this. Hunter Biden is represented with the defense. Normally, the people are represented very well via the Justice Department. But in this case, it's almost like to a certain degree, like Hunter Biden has two defense teams, the defense and to a degree, the prosecution. It's not supposed to be that way. Let's start with your telephone calls this morning. I'll brief you on the other stories in just a moment, but obviously Hunter Biden is dominating everything in terms of news coverage. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Long time no speak. Always great to hear your show. Um,
2: You know, well, Here's the deal from my point of view. uh, The scales of justice will finally ring true when the truth comes out with uh, crackhead Hunter and his lying, devious father, uh, two, two devious donkeys and and quite a few others on the far left, because he should be impeached before too long. And, you know, uh, Hunter, where are you going to go? How many lies are you going to tell? Follow the money trail, it is disgusting in my sixty nine years uh Dominic we're between the uh two parties you know the uh elephants and the donkeys, and the donkeys uh uh they're gonna rear their ugly heads and realize what the truth is
3: you know you know i i I hear you mike what what I'm amazed with is this right, right. so let's let's just look at this for a second, yeah. With with Trump, there's no doubt the Justice Department is coming hard and strong, right? No, 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 no area for a mistake to be made. But yet here we are with a plea agreement going before a federal judge. And we don't know if this inc- includes future crimes. The defense says that it does. The prosecutors say that it doesn't. And you mean to tell me you didn't work this out before going before a federal judge. But yet when it comes to Trump, every detail is laid out, you know, where prosecutors are going full speed ahead against Trump. But when it comes to uh, Hunter Biden, you know, it's Mike is a completely different story. Well said. I could not have said
2: it better, Dominic. Because, you know, it's almost like, um, you know, Chucky uh, uh, Schumer and all the rest of the Democratic donkeys. It's like they're immune to prosecution with their with their devious lies. And they're coming hard. You know, and, and fast and Donald Trump. And you, you're right, Dominic. I could not have said it better. You know, I could not well, have said it
3: better. Mike, I, I I thank you for the call. And my friend, I know what you're about to say. Go Cortland Red Dragon. So I, I said it for you. Thank you. And have a great day, Mike. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You know, folks, th- 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 this was a horrible day for President Biden. A horrible day. Because this is a situation where it's starting to look and I, I don't want to get that far ahead, but it seems like the judge was stating, do you think I'm stupid with the judge? And, And, and she was doing what we would expect of a judge to do on behalf of the American people. And so at the end of the day, if if I'm Hunter Biden, I'm going to say to myself at this point, uh-oh. Because when the lawyers work this out, right, it cannot be worked out where it's going to be a, a blanket immunity. That's not going to happen. So what we saw in court was Hunter Biden's lawyer doing, uh, as as good lawyers often do, posturing. Where when he said, Well, if it doesn't include the future crimes, this is null and void. That's easy to say now. But your client has enormous criminal liability. And Hunter Biden, I I I'm speculating here, but I say this as someone who's covered the federal courts. It it's starting to look like somehow we'll see what happens in 30 days, but somehow, some way. Hunter Biden may have to do some jail time on that gun charge. And keep in mind that that there are other pending charges, as we found out in the courtroom. Let's go to Teddy and Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind?
4: Uh, Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, I,
3: I try to be honest with myself when
4: I look in the mirror, and I wish everybody does that. I'm not going to get into an argument with you on your beliefs. I understand. I said before, let the chips fall where they may fall with the Bidens, and especially Hunter. Hunter might have to serve jail time because of the gun charge. But let me just point out two things that you talked about last night and then this morning, dealing with the, uh, the dork. The two the cops that said that you feel should get a reward. Fine. I got no problem with that. I heard them say, Pull the, hold the dog. Hold the dog. But the cop that got suspended, he should be suspended, and he should be fired. He has been fired. I hope he has been fired. Okay. Uh, okay, Dom. I love you. Uh, Same. But but the, the guy who was attacked by the dog has a big law case lawsuit and I hope he wins. And I think he has a very good chance. Don't get me wrong. I don't like Crump, that lawyer who's a, you know, ambulance chaser or whatever. He's a very smart guy, very smart guy. He might even get involved in this. I don't know. And then I just like to point out, I'm glad that president Biden had the monument for Emmett Till and his mother put up? Do you agree with me on that?
3: Well, let let me let me say a couple of things, Teddy. Uh, number one, sure. number one, the the um, Ohio truck driver. I hope he doesn't get a dime, not one dime, because he provoked the entire incident. None of that would have happened if he didn't kick off that chain of events. And he endangered the life of every Ohio state trooper out there trying to, uh, stop his, uh, rig where he wouldn't stop. You know, he claims that he was scared. Okay, whatever. But that's what he says, right? And okay. now, now a, a man has lost his job. As far as, uh, Emmett Till and, and the, the, uh, statue and, and, uh, President Biden, I, I just say, and I don't mean, Listen, listen, we know we know what happened historically, right, as it relates to Emmett Till. OK, we don't need to revisit that. But I just say to you, Teddy, question the timing of why it's happening now. And I I ask that question of you. Why do you why do you think Vice President Kamala Harris goes to Florida screaming racism? I believe last week and now we have the uh the uh statue of Emmett Till. The timing. Why do you think it's happening now?
4: I don't know specifically the the, uh, the ulterior motive that Biden wants the uh, statues th- to be put up. I don't to me. This is my opinion. I don't think it has if it's connected to. Kamala Harris going to Florida maybe because of the election coming up in a year and a half. Maybe. I don't know, but it was the decent thing. And to me, it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. And I'd like for you to comment. The last thing you're great, Dominic. I told you, I love you. What do you think about a couple of, was it a week ago or two weeks ago that Georgia congressman referred to when talking about different people and he referred to colored people. And then he apologized later on. And, you know, I didn't hear you say anything about that. I know. And I'm not, I know there's so many things. I'm not trying to hold your feet to the fire. I just like for you to comment Teddy, on that. Teddy, I thought Teddy, it was totally Teddy, inappropriate.
3: Teddy. Don't wait, you? Wait, te- Teddy, 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 I, yes. I love you, man. I, I really do. But, but this is so unfair to me. It, it's so unfair to me. And, and let me tell you why. Is any other WABC host asked these questions on a regular basis by people like you? Why it's almost like a litmus test you're putting before me, Teddy. Why are you asking me? And I'm asking I'm asking you this with much love to respond to every black issue that comes up. Do, what, am I supposed to be a black uh, a black spokesman? And what I just can't be a talk show host. if it's a a topic
4: of interest, if I can get through to other people, I can't get through and they won't
3: discuss it. That's how disingenuous they are. Okay, okay, but wait a minute. I can't get through. But, Teddy, I've got I've got to move on in a second. But, Teddy, if they're not discussing it. Right. Did you ever think about the possibility that maybe it's newsworthy to you? But with the general public, maybe it's not as newsworthy as you think.
4: Well, then I think then the, the intelligence of the listening audience has a lot to be desired. You hear me, Norm, BJ, and Mike, and Jacqueline from Boston. Jacqueline, I'm a math teacher. You don't even know what a three-dimensional figure is. And when, you, when I taught three, uh, solid geometry, we taught about the cross-section of a three-dimensional figure, which is two dimensions. Jacqueline, you can't even think on one dimension. And I'm glad I got that on the air. Thanks, Dominic. I love you. And you're a brilliant man. Thank you. Thank
3: thank you for the call, Teddy. But, but again, I I just find it, I I find it, I find it amazing folks. Right. So sometimes I can't win. I just sometimes I can't win because the black community expects for me to articulate, their positions right and i'm not willing to do that i do it based on the merits and then i get calls from teddy and from others from progressives and liberals and they go through a list of black issues a a, literally a list of black issues as you just heard dominic what do you think about this 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 emmett till statue this 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 but no other talk show host in america has to face uh, maybe uh, I, i look at the progress we've made as a country but then sometimes when when i'm pigeonholed into the black issues it's simply not appropriate nor fair let's continue a lot of calls on hunter biden let's go to ed staten island good morning ed what's on your mind
5: well this is a very compelling story i can't remember so much interest since Elian Gonzalez was reunited with his father in Cuba. But uh, it, it, in the end, I think President Biden is just going to pardon his son. So what?
3: Well, that's,
5: that's how it's going to end. You know, he's never going to spend a day in jail, and the president's going to pardon him. And well. nobody's talking about that
3: well i I'm trying to figure out the timing uh ed uh to 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 deal with your point so obviously if Biden tried that before the election it 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 would it would not play well with the electorate right so he would have to get uh reelected first right and that's under the assumption that he is actually running he says he's running so he'd have to he'd have to win the election that's not guaranteed right and should a Republican?
5: Uh, I, yeah, I don't think go he's going to win the reelection. I think um, you know people so then, are starting. So then, to how, be, so
3: then, how would he? How would he part in his son?
5: Before before he leaves office, you know.
3: But but and, I and what then I'm then trying Trump to is say is going to
5: win the presidency.
3: Okay, but and and I agree with you on that. But what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to do the timing that if this has to go to trial. It's, it's not going to be in, in one or two months. It's going to be extended out a little bit over time.
5: Yeah, but he could pardon him tomorrow, and then it's all moot. There's going to be no trial.
3: Well, I, I just, Ed, I I hear you on that, but I just. I mean, hey, I listen, hate the
5: idea he, of him pardoning his son, but I know, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Biden family, but I think, you know, that's what's going to happen.
3: All I can tell you is that the Justice Department and I, I've watched, I've watched firsthand, firsthand, Ed, the Justice Department. When they come, they seek and destroy. In terms of the the prosecutors, and all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, it's going to take us a, a more and more than normal to investigate. We'll, we'll get to it. It's going to take a few years,
5: but the president is the chief legal officer. He, the justice department reports to him.
3: Correct. 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 We'll, 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 we'll see. Ed, thank you. You, you, you brought up a very good point. I'm going to sit down two things. I'm going to do Uh, now. Remember folks, I'll be back at 10 AM on air in for Brian Kilmeade. And so in between trying to get some rest, I'm going to sit down and do two things. And I'm going to work out the timing under your scenario to see if it works right about a possible uh, a pardon of the president of his son. Politically, I just don't see how he could do that. But who knows? And then I will look at the Emmett Till statue issue with uh, Biden to, to, to make Teddy uh, happy. And so for right now, I'm reserving comment on that. And perhaps I'll deal with it at 10 a.m., but I need some time. I don't like to just talk off the top of my head uh, unless I've had a chance to actually research something and think about it. Before we take a break, let's go to Morty in New Jersey. Good morning, Morty. What's on your mind?
6: Morning, Dom. How you doing? I am very uh, enamored by the audacity that Teddy has to ask you that because I drew a parallel to that, um, and I called the other day about the uh, about you getting uh, two bucks from the Rebbe and we talked. And anyway, um, the equivalency to that ex- uh, exchange that you just had is the equivalency uh, as if I was right outside of my temple with my yarmulke, and I just went to services, and some uh, guy drives up in his car and rolls down his window and says, "Hey." what do you feel about Israel and Palestine, what the Israelis do to the Palestinians? I'm like, I'm at Temple right now. <laughs> Just because I'm a Jew, right. you think I'm a spokesperson for Israel? Like, come on. right? And and right. they expect you to have an answer. It's like they expect me to be an expert on government. They expect me to be an, an expert on geopolitical issues. Like, are you serious? Come on. And, and it's a fallacy, I mean, if you want to get into it, but it's a fallacy. So for everyone else listening that got insulted, I mean, I, I hope they didn't because, you know, you shouldn't get insulted from someone who, you know, can't can't figure out that they're making a false equivalency or, or a logical fallacy so anyway i just wanted to call you my opinion well, Great well thank
3: you it, it, teddy's teddy's heart is in the right right place he doesn't mean any harm um let's let before i take a break let's go to norman in brooklyn good morning norman what's on your mind
7: morning, dominic yes first of all i'm sorry that all uh, that uh, libs like, uh Teddy feel the need to uh, feel the need to uh, bring all these uh, racial things to you. Uh, They don't do that to, say, uh, Greg Kelly or some of the other on air people uh, that you are, you know, that they feel that you're a spokesperson of uh, black people, which you're not uh, as you, you know, you shouldn't be. But, you know, the thing is, is that uh, I hope his conscience is relieved that the person who he voted to be president uh, gave the eulogy for Robert Byrd, who was a person who murdered black people in the fifties and sixties as a grand legal of the Ku Klux Klan. So, you know, I, I, I'd like him to uh, possibly ponder that, that, uh, you know, uh, I think that's uh that's a big issue.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, I hear you, Norman, and, and I, I appreciate your call and, uh, and see now, so T- Teddy's got all this started. So now calls are coming in on Emmett Till. And, and, and the show is not about Emmett Till this morning. The show this morning, thank you for the call, Norman. The show this morning is about Hunter Biden and the American people being hoodwinked. That's what the show is about. Folks, I want you to think about this. We were minutes away from this deal going down. One person, one woman, the judge said, I think not. Go back to the drawing board. That's what stopped this. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. We're going to go to Brooklyn, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Yonkers, Connecticut, St. James, and we will continue on the topic of Hunter Biden. Stay with us.
2: Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
3: We are back. The Hunter Biden situation. At one point, the federal judge asked the Justice Department prosecutor, Leo Wise, whether there is an ongoing investigation here. Here was his response. There is adding that he could not tell the judge what the investigation was the judge asked if the government could potentially bring a charge related to the foreign agents registration Act. to which the prosecutor replied yes at that point the original plea deal broke down defense attorney Chris Clark said he did not agree with that. So think about it, folks. If not for this federal judge, we would have had a constitutional issue or at least a courtroom issue going forward in which Hunter Biden's lawyer would have said, no, 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 no. The plea deal included everything. You can't bring these charges. And this would have played out in appellate courts way past the election. The fix, it looks like, was in. There's no other way to state this. And if I'm Hunter Biden this morning, I'm saying to myself, uh oh, there may be jail time because the judge in a polite way, federal judges do this. They will give you rope to hang yourself. I've watched scoreless amounts of federal judges do this and they'll pretend like they don't know and they'll say, come back to me. And they're just giving you more rope to hang yourself, and so this judge may not. The whole thing doesn't pass the smell test. That's number one. So we'll we'll see how this will all play out. Let's go to Al and Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio seventy-seven WABC.
9: Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, I just want the same regards to this case today. The judge probably. At this time, didn't want to be caught up in, and be perceived as a rubber stamp. Uh, I think she realizes that the you know. And just quickly, Carl Rove today was on one of the network shows, and I heard Bill O'Reilly mention it tonight. And Carl Rove said this was really a really bad day for Joe Biden. Uh, things are absolutely
3: going really, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I think you even mentioned it. I did.
9: Uh, yes, and things are going really bad for uh, Joe Biden. And I think this judge probably realizes that, uh, you know, winds of change are going away from him. Even lately, the President Trump, who has uh, in the GOP PAC led the field, uh, but on the head to head in the general election, he was behind Joe Biden. But recent uh, reputable polls have him ahead. And I think it shows that a lot of the independents and the people in the country are, are, are perceived corruption with the president and his son. They're just not having it
3: and and i agree with that and 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 if and if if you're president biden you you have to be saying to yourself okay how many times can i uh duck the national press corps when they ask about corruption how many times can i just keep smiling uh as they're firing the questions away eventually he's going to have to say something and if if you're if you're the White House this morning, you're in damage control mode because th- this is very, very serious. And this is a, this is a uh, a story, if you will, that has direct legs, direct contact to the president of the United States of America. So we will see what Hunter Biden's former business partner has to say next week. It's all going to be. Very, very interesting. But it was a very bad day, Al. Thank you for the call. Very bad day for the President of the United States. Let's go to Connecticut. Let's say good morning to Tommy. Tommy, you're on Talk Radio 77, WABC.
0: Thank you, Mr. Tomek. I'll go right to the point. Not a bad day. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden is going down. Thank God for this lady, uh, Judge, that's uh, doing the right thing, and Hunter Biden. And with all this flooding of this people that Joe Biden has put into this country, he should be put up for treason. He sent Kamala Harris in Central America with plans, with a plane, with money for people to come here. And then they, they, they pay uh, the mayor of New York to take all these uh, people in to flood New York. He's another one involved in all this. He's making millions of dollars, this uh, mayor of New York, you know. What a, what, a, what a shame that's going on. Everything that they said about Donald Trump, these guys have been doing it right in front of our face, Mr. Dominic. Right in front of our face. Treason for this family and these people that have been involved with them. Thank you very much well, for having me. Th- th- God bless th- you, Mr. Dominic.
3: Thank you, Tommy, calling this morning from Connecticut. All I can say right now is that, again, when it comes to Trump, And the feds, they dot every I, cross every T. He's the worst human being ever. We're going to take him down. When it comes to Hunter Biden, there's a plea agreement where there's no jail time. Took years to investigate. And by the way, others on the gun charge have done plenty of jail time for that. And we get to court and the defense says this plea agreement covers everything, a blanket immunity, and the prosecutors are forced in open court. What the judge did is what attorneys call put, being forced to be put on the record. The judge forced the government's hand by asking that question of prosecutors are there other investigations what exactly this you you were asking this judge to sign her name off on something that was unclear and was a stacked debt and this judge said i don't think so she did the right thing on behalf of the american people let's continue with your telephone calls tony in brooklyn good morning tony what's on your mind Hey
8: Dominic, um, I got this unique skill of predicting the future and I'm gonna tell you the way it's gonna play out. Uh, Hunter is definitely gonna get convicted, but five seconds later his dad's gonna pardon him. blanket pardon. Then in return for that pardon, uh, Biden is gonna announce that he's not gonna run for re-election and our boy from California, is going to step up, and he's going to mop the floor with Donald Trump. Donald no,
3: Trump. No, no. Donald no. Trump. You, you, Tony, Donald Tony Trump, you me. you're telling me Gavin Newsom is going gonna, is gonna to beat President Trump?
8: Hands down. And in no. return, Gavin Newsom is going to be the next president, and before Biden leaves office, because Trump is going to get convicted on all the charges, And in return for his silence, Biden is going to pardon Trump so that Trump can go to sleep and live his life playing golf and being a former president. Mark my words, my friend.
3: Mm, Well, I I, I am marking them, and I'm going to save the tape. You were with me until you mentioned the, the first of all, that would happen over. (laughs) <laughs> what about the the vice president, Kamala Harris? You know, she's no, not just going to stand she's, there and she's, let.
8: She's, Go ahead. No, no, she's she's done. She she's she's going to become a college professor and her husband's going to produce movies like that's not even that's not even a factor here. But um, but definitely if you want. Did you see that that interview with Newsom and Hannity?
3: I haven't. I re- to be honest with you. I see uh, with, with, with no disrespect to the uh, governor of California, I see him as a complete joke. So I, I pay you know, very, a pretty boy. That's a joke. I pay very little attention to anything he does.
8: Dominic, I got lots of respect for you. And I know you're a very intelligent and and analytical person. I see the same qualities and traits in Newsom. And I got no love for this guy as I do in Benjamin Netanyahu. Both of these guys know how to how to speak. They're very captivating when they speak. And when these guys get into power, look at this guy is running California like it's its own country. And and America has no say in the way that California is falling apart. But this guy is definitely going to be our next president. You watch and see.
3: Okay, well, I have marked the. Uh, I have marked the tape. I've marked your words, Tony. Thank you. I've got to take a break, but before I do so, I want to go to Deborah in New Jersey. Good morning, Deborah. What's on your mind?
10: Hi, Dominic. I'm sorry to change the subject, but when Teddy was on the phone with you, it first of all, he sounded like he was scolding you. Is that correct?
3: Well, Deborah, wait, Deborah, 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 Deborah. I, I want to tell you. I want to tell you something, and I wasn't going to mention this on air, right? So. Right. Um, the grand Rebbe of the Lubavitcher of, uh, uh, Jews, uh, uh, so I, I, in 1991, I met him, right. And he gave me $2, right. And I'm told it's a very, very high honor. And I'm going to play the sound of me meeting him or perhaps in the 10 AM show. 99% of the comments I received were overwhelmingly positive. Then there was the one comment from the Reverend Herbert Daughtery, a prominent black leader that scolded me on social media and said, how dare I sit down with a Jewish uh, leader as black men were dying in crown heights. And so cool. honestly, Deborah to be, to be real with you and maybe because I'll be honest, maybe because I'm tired, I'm being candid right now because normally mm-hmm. I wouldn't even mention this, but sometimes I just feel like I can't win. You know, I I right. try to bridge people together. Let me be clear, and I'm gonna let you finish, Deborah. I am okay. not the spokesman for black America. Let's stop Correct. that. Stop asking me a million questions about black America that you don't right. ask of any other WABC host. I am not the black guy. Anyway, go ahead, Deborah. Okay, so uh, then I was correct. It
10: sounded like he was scolding you and a lady named Jacqueline. It, it, you know, he brought up some woman named Jacqueline, which I don't even know He, who he that brought is. up
3: a couple of listeners uh, that right. call in to some of the other programs. Teddy's he, heart oh, okay. is in the right place. His heart is in the right okay. place. But, but he doesn't he understand. You. He doesn't yeah. understand how he's pigeonholing me, you know. Right. But but to be honest with you, Deborah, I've dealt with this all my career. All my right. career, the black community expects this of me, yeah, the white community right, right, but but Obviously. it doesn't it, it, I guess in the african American community, to be honest with you, there are so few of us that are successful, and I'm very high profile so right. so it's expected and and you could tell in the caller in the calls, the Peters from Harlem, and you know they expect for me I'm supposed to be you know. I'm every issue as it pertains to the black community. I'm supposed to argue on behalf of of the black community. I thought that I'm supposed to argue on behalf of the American people. That's what I thought.
10: Yeah. So, Deborah, final uh, word so before he, I move on. Oh, he was. Uh, he he he. The the statue that was for Emmett Till. He questioned you if you were for it. Is that what I understand, the way he questioned
3: you? He was asking me what did I think about it. And to be honest with you, just like the situation in Ohio, until a call came in from many, every black issue, I don't sit down and go, oh, let me read this and (laughs) let me pay attention to it. Oh, let me study every detail. Right. Now, let me ask
10: Teddy this when he calls back. Maybe he'll call tomorrow night. So, If he's even across the board, should we have a statue for, say, Kitty Genovese, who was killed out in Kew Gardens many years ago, for somebody that was, you know, beat up and killed? Should we have a statue for everybody? What is his gauge for having statues? Because it made no sense. You know, this person to have a statue, this one shouldn't. I'm
3: just curious and maybe Teddy could answer that. Well, hey, Deborah, I've got to step in there because I do have to take a break. But but uh, when I when I face these questions, it's also a way they think I don't realize it of highlighting their issue, the issue that they want discussed. They feel that the issue perhaps may not have been discussed on W.A.B.C. throughout the day. So you throw the question to me and it forces me, they believe, to um to respond to it and thus uh, highlight the issue that they would like to be highlighted. But I honestly feel that sometimes I, I can't win. I, I can't win. You know, uh, Dr. King and others fought for all of us to be equal and and uh, and and to be able to to go forward and. I, I, I walk, frankly, I'm being brutally honest with you this morning. I walk a lonely road where I can't win, no matter what I do. It is time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls from Pennsylvania to South Beach, Brooklyn, St. James, and other places. We'll be right back.
10: WABC.
2: Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC.
3: And one of the stories, excuse me, that I will certainly continue to focus on happens to be that New York City EMS worker released from the hospital after being stabbed by a felon as her mom is lashing out at bail reform. The mother of that EMS worker is is uh and again her daughter was stabbed inside the ambulance by a convicted felon last last week is blaming the state's bail reform for the savage attack and says the big apple has failed its people. The mother posted on uh, Facebook that uh, her daughter's attacker should have never been allowed to roam the streets given his extensive criminal history, and of course, uh, for the suspect, 48-year-old Rudy Garcia, an EDP that they were trying to help, uh, he has been arrested at least eight prior times, eight prior times. And so the EMT tried to come to his aid. He's having some type of psychotic uh, psychotic uh, episode. And he stabs her repeatedly. And she also now wants to move away from New York. We are taking your telephone calls. I'm going to follow up again on that situation uh, with uh, the Grand Rebbe, uh, Menachem sneerson right? Because um, it, it, I'm just trying to give you folks an example of of uh, of what my life is like, right? As a prominent African-American journalist in New York City, right? So 98% of the comments have been positive, right? You know, Dominic, this man, this man is a world leader and he's deceased now. And when, when Mayor Dinkins went to meet with him, he gave me $2, which I'm told is a very, very high honor to be honest with you. I didn't understand the honor and to, um, some of our neighbors were over in the community uh, who happened to be Hasidic and they came by and they were explaining to me what the $2 meant and they were really excited about the visit that I had with the Grand Rebbe in 1991, right? But yet on social media, a prominent African-American leader, right? The Reverend Herbert Daughtry tore me to shreds declaring, I meet with with uh, uh, a member of the Hasidic community when, when in his words Our people were killed in the streets of Crown Heights And I'm glad that I, I hope you frame those two dollars This is what he said to me On social media And so I want you to listen to a short The, the brief conversation At the time I worked for WLIB Radio That I had uh, with the Grand Rebbe Menachem Snearson
0: from WLIV Radio, that's a part of the fact the news, all the media, media about all good things that are happening in New York and happening in increasing measure.
3: So the Grand Rabbi basically told me, right, that this was days after Crown Heights. Uh, positive Do positive news stories about the different communities of new york city a very positive message right and and the the picture i posted 90 95 percent of people said oh wow this is amazing very positive positive." one black leader goes to social media the reverend herbert daughtry and tears me to shreds at basically declaring how dare you meet with with someone of the Hasidic community that's my world folks but we're talking about hunter biden we're talking about the fact and let me just say this for a second The police officer, right, the police officer who was a rookie, I'll never forget it. Uh, His name uh, happened to be Edward Byrne, and cop killers should not be released on parole. So one of the four men, this, this officer was shot in the head. All he was doing was sitting in a patrol car protecting a witness, and these cowards shot him in the head, a rookie. And so now, next month, one of them will be released from prison on, on parole. He's been granted parole. And where's the parole for the family of Officer Byrne? Where's the parole for the NYPD that has to live with this? It, it's just, it, it's, it's disgusting. Absolutely Disgusting. And we are taking your telephone calls. Let's see. Let's go to Thomas in South Beach. Good morning, Thomas. What's on your mind?
9: Good morning, Dominic, and thank you for bringing up the memory of Eddie Burns. Former, uh, he was only twenty-one years old, twenty-two years old, one month on the job. Yes, yes. And I'd also like to point out that this is the thirty-seventh parolee in the last six years. Cop killer. They should never get out of jail. And thank you for bringing his memory up. And why are they taking? Why isn't Mayor Adams condemning this miscarriage of justice? Why, where is Governor Hochul? Cop killers should never get out. This is the 37th parolee next month in the last six years that the New York Parole Board is releasing out to the public.
3: You know, thank you for the call, Thomas. I really feel if you kill a police officer, you should suffer every day for the rest of your natural life. That's what your life should be, and you should never see the light of day ever again. Joining me right now, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Hello, Dominic. What's going on? So what do you have coming up, my friend? All
1: right. Well, uh, today was a big day in Washington, or yesterday, technically, it was a big day in Washington. Just as you were getting on the air to do one of the many shows that you do every day now, the, the eyes of the world were on Washington, D.C., where they had the most significant, Congress had the most significant UFO hearing to date. So at 2 a.m., we've assembled an all-star team of UFO experts, people that have worked in the government, people that have been in the military to kind of analyze what went on in this hearing. Did they say anything new? Did they say anything substantive? We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about Tony Bennett's legacy with my friend, singer Dave Damiani. And in about a half hour, we're going to have a discussion about why autism has spiked all over the country. And I'm going to talk with a mother of two autistic children who's become a very much an autism activist over the years. And we'll get her take on uh, some of the things Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been saying and some of the other theories that are out there.
3: So the the hearing on UFOs, was, was that a letdown?
1: I don't think so. No, I, I think, uh, and we're going to get into this at 2 o'clock, but I think part of the most significant aspect of it is it destigmatized the people that may want to come forward with this. I don't think it was a letdown at all. Other people in the UFO Twitter world may disagree.
3: Frank Morano, thank you very much. Please don't keep me up half the night. I've got to be on the air at 10 a.m., in for brian kill you folks have a great morning again i'll be back at 10 a.m and then back again at midnight have a great day folks
8: ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition in the u.s more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime